Which way does it go? That way. <laughs> hey, in my defense, we were doing this like two minutes before this started. So, um, Hi, if you guys don't know me, my name is Katie. I'm married to this guy right here, uh, Neil Cheshire, who is my pastor as well. And let me just tell you guys, after doing this, um, intermittently between uh, running down the five children or homework or different things. Um, we'll see how it all comes together. But I realized I am so thankful for this man. <laughs> Bringing the word every week, preaching, um, just God's heart. And so thank you, babe, for just loving us all so well. I'm very honored to be your wife. Um, and I'm honored to be here with you guys today. I mean, I think it's awesome, too, that he shares this space. Um, he doesn't hold it so tightly that it's, uh, you know, just his voice. There are other thoughts and opinions. Um, so we'll see how this comes together today. Hopefully you guys can stick with me. I'm going to try to go kind of fast because I have a lot to say. And I realize, too, that that's another problem, right? When I, when I don't get on the platform a whole lot because I'm either back at the kids or other places. Um, try not to say too much. But uh, I am excited for today. We get to, you know, go through Advent. What a perfect word for me today, peace. I'm like, Jesus, I need some peace. Yes, I'll take all the peace. Um, getting up there to preach. Uh, but then we also have been going through Isaiah 9, verse 6, which is the names that we see uh, kind of attributed to the coming Savior, Jesus. So let's read that really quick. It says, for unto us... A child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I've been charged today to talk to you guys about that name, Mighty God. Um, so he's good, and <laughs> he is mighty. Um, but let me just start with this. Christmas time, I know too, like it's all about shopping. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like on Amazon like crazy on Cyber Monday. Let's go, right? Um, praise God for our Amazon workers. We have one in the house today. She is a beast. And let me just tell you, I love shopping. I love shopping on everything on my list, um, sometimes off of my list as well, just little add-ons and things. But Christmas time also incites this question in me, well, like, you know, it's all joy and happy and peace and all these things, right? And we, had, we attain those things. So that's the goal is, is to have this, you know, pinnacle moment of all good things. But there's this hard question that comes up in our lives of, well, what about all the brokenness? What about the hardships? What about the things that we don't get to just escape from? They're still there Christmas morning, our grief, our sorrow. Um, and today, I want to challenge us to believe in our mighty God, to be with us and to be present in this season. So the title of my, day, or my message today is, When God Made a Way. Let's pray again. Father, I just bless this word. I ask, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, to our situations, Lord Jesus, those questions that we carry with us, God, of where are you when these problems are, are coming or we are facing these hardships, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that you would give us just the eyes to see and the ears to hear and just beyond our understanding to comprehend where you are and how much you love us. We thank you, Jesus, and we worship you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 
Okay, so I want to unpack two kind of very seemingly different stories today with us. One um, is in the Old Testament, the story of Moses parting the Red Seas. And the other one is the story of Mary hearing that she was going to become the Son of God. Or that she was going to carry the Son of God. She's not going to become the Son of God. Okay. And so they are like, you know, they seem like two totally different things. But I'm going to try to show us the connection and really the beauty in how God was showing us ahead of time what it was going to look like to have Jesus among us. So um, it is about God making the impossible possible. Right? That's what Christmas is all about. Like just thinking about that for a second. A virgin giving birth. That's impossible. That is physically not possible. But God does that, right? He makes the impossible possible. Um, but I'm going to recap, okay? Because if you're not familiar with the story, you don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to speak to all of us in the room. The story goes like this. In Exodus, we see that the Israelites are in bondage and in captivity to the Egyptians, right? The people cry out to God and they say, God, rescue us. We don't want to be in captivity anymore. Free us. And he answers them by sending Moses. Now, Moses is a real man, right? He lived, he existed, but he's also a type and figure for us today of what Jesus was going to look like. So when we look at this story, we see it as a story, but also how does this re relate to my life today. And I encourage you guys, anytime you're reading scripture, a lot of times we kind of throw out the Old Testament because we're like, oh, that happened. That's like history. But like we learn from history, right? Like that's some people's whole livelihoods. <laughs> so we have to learn from this story and, and how it applies today. So the people cry out, Moses is the guy. Um, and then many of us know that Moses goes to Pharaoh Right? And he demands that he lets God's people go. And Pharaoh's like, yay. No. He's like, no. You cannot have my free labor. Right? Um, it's a great gig for me. I get a kingdom. I get all this, you know, work done for free. And no, you can't have the slaves. So then he goes back to the Lord. And this is what God says. I love this. Exodus chapter 6 verse 1. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, listen to this. It says, now you will, oh, sorry, I lost my place. Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. So remember that, right? God's making this promise to Moses. He li listen, it is my mighty hand that is going to do this thing. Don't try to take it on yourself. It's going to be mine. Then let's go over to verse 6. He says, so therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. So God does this amazing thing, right? He goes back and tells the Israelites, hey, God is going to save you guys. Just watch. Just watch and wait. And I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, yeah, sure, you know, I'll just, just sit here and, you know, go to work as a slave and just wait for the Lord. But they did. And then God showed up, right? We know the story because we could see it. But imagine them, like what they're experiencing in real time. Like they're just taking this guy's word for it, right? 
So, but God does. He shows up and he, he does all these wonders and miracles and there are things happening and they're just like, wow, like God is powerful. He's showing his might, his mighty arm to the point where Pharaoh finally just relents, right? He just says, okay, fine, take them. Like, get them out of here. I don't want them here anymore. Get them away from me. And so now the, the Israelites are free. They're like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're free. Like, what would that even feel like? All of a sudden, all you've known is this slavery and this lifestyle. And now you're, like, walking and don't know where to go. <laughs> like, what do we do now? Like, what's the next step? And I think that so many times in our lives too, we feel the same way. Like, okay, now I'm a Christian. Like, I'm excited. I believe in Jesus. I love him. He saved me from my sins. But like, what now? What's the next thing? What's the next step? What do I do from here? So again, God's mighty arm, right? He leads them through the wilderness with this pillar of fire by night and a cloud of smoke during the day. Have you guys ever seen a pillar of fire before? Just driving around? Anybody? Anyway, uh, cloud of smoke just swirling and twirling, guiding people through a wilderness. No, it's like, what? You know? God just blows my mind. He's like, listen, I will give you a very physical manifestation of my presence because you can't see me or you'll die. You know, there's that thing. And so he's like leading them through the wilderness and they're just like, okay, I'll just follow this, this cloud of smoke. You know? <laughs> it's just like, what? But they come to the Red Sea. And I'm sure they're probably super confused right now. Okay, now the fire is gone and the cloud is gone and we're just standing here at the sea. Again, now what? God? You guys felt like that? Okay, God, I've followed you this far. Now what? <laughs> now what do I do? And it's like God's like, just wait. And they're like, okay. And then all of a sudden they hear the Egyptians coming and people are coming and the Egyptians are coming, you know, and it's like, wait, what? Hold on a second. God, you were going to free us. You were going to save us. Like, they're coming? Why are they coming? Well, he wanted them back. He changed his mind. So he's just like, wait, I let them go? That's not a good plan. I need to go get them. And so he's going to bring them back into bondage. Again, the enemy doesn't like you guys being free. The enemy is after your freedom. He's after your peace. He's after your hope. He is after your relationship with God. And he is pursuing us, if we believe it or not, trying to bring us back into Egypt. And God is all about bringing us forward and taking us to that next place. But they're standing there in front of this impassable land of, you know, body of water. You know, they would have to have boats for a million people. Uh, Good luck. No cruise ship that big at that time. And, uh, you know, it's impossible. And so I'm sure they were all freaking out. But we serve a mighty God. So I want to do something a little bit different today. I want to show you to the best depiction that I can of what God's response was. Let's watch this.
with this staff, you shall do my wonders. shivers you guys I love seeing that that really happened right so the Israelites are there and they have nowhere to go but then Moses stretches out his staff and God just like blows up the sea with his presence and just makes this way where there was no way and I'm sure the people were just like what the heck is happening right now and what are we supposed to do we're supposed to walk through there you first you know, like I'll follow you if you go in there. And, and God's goal, though, is not only to show his glory and to reveal himself to us, which is so amazing that he would, right? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to save us. He doesn't have to take care of us, but he does. And then beyond that, he brings them to this safe place. What happens after that is that after they get through, everyone, the Egyptians finally start pursuing them and they get into the Red Sea and God closes it on them and now he has destroyed the enemy. So not only does God want to save you and redeem you and take you to this safe place where you can make a home, but he wants to destroy the enemy's work in your life. Completely eradicate the problems that you're facing. And if you're like, you know, I've got a past and I have this history that is always pursuing me and always trying to catch up to me. God today wants to make a way. I believe that he has a way for us. But have you felt like this before where you just feel stuck? Maybe it's in a job or in a relationship or as a parent, I can't tell you how many days I felt like being in my own home with my beloved children. I felt kind of stuck. You know, like what is it, what's out there for me? What, what is God trying to do in me? So God's might, my point here, is that it brings freedom. So God brought them through an impassable impossible problem. He brought them freedom from oppression. He wiped out their enemies. And the question is, why wouldn't he do that for us? God's power is at work in our lives when we come to the end of ourselves and we surrender. I love that picture of Moses. It took him extending that staff to release the power of God. It's like this connection of our faith in God's power, right? So God's might brings freedom. My next point to you, oh wait, we'll just read this verse really quick. It's Romans 6, verse 16. It says, don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. So we get to choose. We get to choose who we serve, you know. I'd rather serve the Lord. But he brings freedom. Number two, God brings transformation. His might brings transformation. God parted the Red Sea for them. He transformed the outcome 
of their lives. How many guys have like been on a certain trajectory in life and then God did something and now you're on this different trajectory? Your, your path has changed. Your, maybe it was a, a college career, you know, path where you were like, I'm going to do this. And then God was like, oh, no, you're not. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going over here and I'm going to do this. Or you think this is the one. This is the relationship that's going to fulfill me. And God's like, no, this is not the one. I have something better for you. And, and it takes faith to trust God when he, he does things. But he wants to bring about transformation. Again, he's not just about getting you through the problem. There's a step after that. And there's a step after that. He wants to be involved in every part of our lives. But we need freedom. We need transformation. And that comes with his power. We cannot do it ourselves. And if you're like me, you're a doer. You love doing things. I have to sit back and let God do some stuff. You know, I am not the one in charge. So his might brings transformation. Maybe your problem today is not this glaring thing that people can see or they know about, but it's more internal. It's more of a fear or you feel like you're failing in some way. Or it's finances. Finances are a big thing that we feel like is a red sea, right? We're looking at this problem. We're looking at our bank accounts so many times. And we're looking at those numbers and we're just like, no, there's no way. I can't make rent. I can't buy Christmas presents. Are you kidding me right now? I can't be generous. Like, this is the reality. And God's like, where am I? Am I mighty? Am I able So God's power brings change. We are not the same when his power comes into our lives. The situation is not the same. But my question to you today is, what type of faith could God be asking from you today? What is your rod that you need to extend and say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there as this like step of faith that you're going to show up, that you're going to provide, that you're going to be there when I step out. I'm going to apply for this job that I didn't think I was worthy to get. I'm going to go ask that girl out that I didn't think was, you know, in my ballpark. I'm going to go, you know, put some investments in this thing that everyone else is saying no, but I've got this faith that you're going to show up and you're going to provide. Whatever our, our Red Sea is, sometimes we, I think we just, we do this. We're like, God, part the Red Sea. Just do it. Just part the Red Sea. And he's like, yes, you know I want to. Well, where are you at in this situation? And it's like, okay, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. And then eventually we get to this point where we're just like, he hasn't done it yet. I'm done praying. And we just give up. And we stop believing for a miracle. And we quit really right before maybe that miracle is about to happen because we lost sight and we lost faith. And all God is asking is just saying, hey, I just need you to, to step out. Hold that rod out. The third thing here is God's might brings relocation. You're asking, what? (laughs) There's movement, right, with the power of God. God brought the people out of Egypt. You see, God loves us where we are. You've probably heard this before. He loves us where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us where we are. If you're in a bad relationship or a toxic environment or you yourself are being a negative person and things like that. God doesn't want to leave us 
in these places or spaces. He wants to bring us out. So there's a, a transformation that happens and then a relocation. We go from the old life to this new life. We go from the Egypt to the land of promise. So he has a place for you. If you're wondering and saying, no, like I'm too far gone, I've done too much, or I haven't done enough, like he has a place for you. He has a calling for you. He has an identity for you. You know, they were Hebrews, but they didn't have a nation yet. They weren't the Israelites they still hadn't even gotten to that part yet. But they were God's people. That was their identity. Sometimes it just takes a step of faith. Now turn with me to the New Testament, okay? Everybody get your like, you know, Moses brain right here. Let's go over here to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I'm going to read a lot, so stay with me, okay? In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I'm just going to pause there for one second. As a kid, I would read that and I'd be like, what was so special about Mary? I'm like this girl and we carry insecurity, okay? And I'm like, I want to be highly favored and, you know, loved by God. And like, I love that. What if he had gone to Mo Joseph and said the exact same thing? Hey, you who are highly favored of God. Like God favors us. He loves us a lot. She hadn't done anything worthy of this, this greeting that we know of. She hadn't given birth to Jesus yet. But he says, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. I love that. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. And will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So here's the angel giving this huge promise. This amazing thing. But like she's looking at the stats, right? She's looking at what's actually happening in real life. And she's like, how will this be? <laughs> For I am a virgin. It's like, wait, hold on. I see your promises. I see the things that you're talking about. I want that. That sounds awesome. But wait, what about this problem here? And he's like, hold on. So the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive, unable to conceive, and again, a problem, Right? She was carrying this insurmountable issue. She is now in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. What? That is a crazy promise. No word from God will ever fail. So if you've heard a word from God and then you just stopped believing that because it hasn't happened yet, don't stop believing. 
God has not stopped being mighty. We see it all in the Old Testament. We see him providing. We see him doing all these things. But somewhere in the new covenant where we have grace and we have, you know, just belief and faith, we've lost sight of seeing God in our circumstances. But they saw it. This was a God thing that she was able to conceive. So another thing I wanted to stop and think about is Mary, right? She's this girl. She's saying yes, right? What's her response? She said, I am the Lord's servant. This is like her rod, okay? I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So many times we wonder if God's going to do something. But I think we forget he has to be in the situation in order to make a miracle happen. He was saying that this thing is going to happen to you because the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. He's going to show up. He's going to be in your presence. He's going to be with you. And because he is with you, this thing will happen. Now she actually literally physically carried Jesus in her. And you're like, she must have been special. She must have been, you know, just holy. Like, you know, the Catholics like praise the Mary. And it's like, I understand like that idea. Like there must have been something so profound. But then I think about it and I'm like, no, no. She was just like us. We believed the word of God. We had faith. We received Jesus into our lives. And we were changed. We were transformed. It's the same story. All that Mary did that we can see is that she believed the word. And she said yes. Now, going back, God's might brings freedom. Mary was afraid of this promise. She was afraid of this thing. And Jesus, the presence of God, even in that moment, I think it could have even happened right then and there. You know what I mean? Where he's just like, she's like, yes. And then it was so. I don't know. But, like, we see that she had peace, enough peace after seeing this angel to say yes to God. I think so many times we have this fear and we have things, turmoil and stuff going on in our hearts. We can't even hear the word of God clear enough to say yes. Like, we want to, but we need to have peace. We need to be free from fear and all of those things in order to hear the word of God and be able to say yes. So God's might brings freedom. She had freedom in that situation. God's might brings transformation. Mary probably thought she knew who she was until Jesus, right? (laughs) She's this girl. She's Hebrew. She's going about her business. And all of a sudden Jesus comes into her life. And now everything has changed. Everything is different. Jesus brought change. She would have a new identity. She would have a new place, a new position. But what about... You know, God's might bring that relocation, right? The change that brings movement. Well, what did she do next? What was Mary's response? And I know if I were like in the kids' room, I'd be like, what did Mary do next? Guys, raise your hands. Raise your hands. And some kid would be like, I know, I know. She went to Elizabeth's house. Now, I love this too because so many of us have already received a miracle, right? And when you know someone is 
going through a hardship or going through something and then they come out on the other end and they have their promise and they have their, their thing that they've been fighting for, you need to go hang out with them. <laughs> you need to go see them and hang out with them and say, hey, listen, I'm having struggles in my marriage. You said you were having struggles, but now everything's okay. What did you do? How did you do that? Like there's secret sauce, you know what I mean? Like give me your recipe. It's like, well, there was a lot of Jesus or whatever, you know. So, but she goes to Elizabeth. And I want to read that to you guys again. So stay with me, okay. Luke 1, verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the country of Judea. So here's her relocation. She moved. Here's the next step. Where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I just want to pause for a second there. Elizabeth is just a woman in this story too. But she gets like dumped on the Holy Spirit with like his presence. And she's just like full of God. (laughs) And so she's like, oh my gosh. In a loud voice, she explained, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who, listen to this, who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. So he's, she's calling out her faith. She's saying, listen, this thing that's happened in your life is because you believed for it. Because you believed in God's promises, this thing is happening right now in real time. And then Mary's response was to burst out in her own song of praise. She said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. There's identity there. She knows who she is. She's stepping up into, I'm going to be the mother of the son of God. Like you see her faith rising up to this challenge and to this promise and to this excitement that is now literally stirring up inside of her. And it's also getting stirred up over here in Elizabeth. And they're just like stirring each other up. Like we need each other to step into some promises, guys. We need each other to believe for the impossible to be possible. Maybe God's way of making a way is not to supernaturally dump it in your lap, but to use someone else in your life. And you've been too scared to reach out and ask for help. Well, I don't want them to know that I'm struggling in this. I don't want them to know that I'm praying about this. I'm a secret person. I'm a, I'm a you know, I've got a bubble. And Jesus is like, there's no relocation for that. If you stay where you are, you will never get to where you want to be. That just, that makes sense, right? Does that make sense to you guys? I mean, I get impassable, but if you're not wanting to go on the other side, that's a different story. So, Jesus uses Elizabeth in Mary's life. She was also compelled to go see her relative. I believe God will give us this urge and this desire inside of us to what that next step looks like. It could just be a simple thing. Just do it. If you're like, I feel like I should go to Dollar Tree right now. I don't know why. I I get the urge to go to Hobby Lobby a lot. The Lord is calling me to Hobby Lobby and to Walmart. Now I know you guys are like, Walmart. But there's some some gems there. Just got to know where to look, you know. Go shopping. 
But, you know, I have been in situations where I'm in this random place and I see somebody I know or I see somebody that I haven't seen in a really long time and I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? I just felt like I was supposed to be here. And I'm like, well, there's a reason why I'm here to see you and let's talk and encourage them. And, man, that's a God moment. You know what I mean? So, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill her promise to her. I'm going to go ahead and ask my worship team to come up. I've got two more things for you. My last few points. And that is this. Number one, God's might is not just for your story. His power is not just for your story. It is for everyone's. So share your story of God's power with everyone around you and watch that miracle grow. Number two, God's provision may not always look how you expect it. So God's might is not just for you. It's not just for your story. It's for everyone's, right? And we don't even think about that sometimes. Like our kids are going to reap the benefit of our story. Our grandchildren are going to reap the benefit of our story. We made a change. We made an adjustment. We believed in God. And now our kids' lives and their trajectory is on a different path, in a different place, and on a different course. So God's power is for you, but it is also for them. How many of you guys have heard someone share their story, share their testimony, share just even a praise report, and you've gotten like stirred up over that? You're like, yes, amen. I got to do that. I got to just keep believing. Your story matters, and sharing it matters. But what about that provision where God wants to be? mighty on your behalf. Sometimes it doesn't look like what you were expecting. And that makes me think of the little boy who in the Gospels came to Jesus with the five loaves of bread and the two fish. Right? You guys know the story. He comes and he's in the social standards of that time, insignificant. He's just a child. No one would listen to him if he got up on a mic to preach. No one would, you know, think highly of him. He's just a kid. But he came to Jesus with everything that he had. And he said, Jesus, this is what I've got. I've got five loaves and two fish. I see that you have a problem, but I don't think this is much. I don't know how you're going to feed all these people. And Jesus is like, yeah. I'll show you. What do you have in your life that feels just like five loaves and two fish? And it's like, I don't know what God can do with this. Probably nothing. And he's like, why don't you let me show you? Just give that to me. to that possibility that his provision looks differently than what we expect. I 
have to say in this season right now, I love the church. I wanna be here all the time. I believe in the church. I believe in God's people being stirred up and being sent out into the world to make a righteous difference in our world and to bring lost people back to Jesus. And my husband has been working a second job. I wasn't gonna do this, but I wanna tell you guys what my miracle that I'm praying for right now is that he doesn't have to work a second job. Just selfishly, I would love for him to be home more. I would love, you know, to spend more time with him. But I'll tell you what, God has provided with this job, both. And I didn't expect that. I didn't expect God to be like, trust me. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. I wasn't going to do this. But it's proven just more and more. God is so much more interested in our faith than the circumstance. And he has been able to talk to people and share the gospel and encourage people. And somehow, miraculously, I feel like we still have this real amazing quality time every time he's home. That's God. That is God providing in a way I was not expecting. And just like Mary, how? And God providing in a way she could not have known. And my third thing here is miracles start with faith. God can do miracles with even the little things we surrender to him when it is done in faith. We serve a mighty God. All we have to do is ask, believe, and receive. And if you're telling me, Katie, I've asked and I've believed and I have not received, then I would say keep asking, keep believing until you receive. Because that's what the word of God says. So how has God met you in this season? We saw how he met Moses. We saw even how he, he did this miracle for Elizabeth and in Mary. But how has he met you in this season? How are you receiving him today, right now? Have you given up asking for a miracle? Or you, will you believe God is mighty? Now I just want to go ahead and ask my prayer team to come up. If you guys wouldn't mind, we didn't go over this, but just be available for a second. And I just want to ask you guys, if you have not had the opportunity to ask Jesus into your heart or to receive him before, you can do that today. You can do that right now. It is not a hard thing. It is just ask, believe, and receive. So everyone just close your eyes with me for just a second. We're going to pray. And if that's you today and you're just saying, I need Jesus. I need his love. I need his peace. I need him in my life. Just close your eyes. God hears our hearts. But I want you to repeat this. 
after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you love me. You call me highly favored. I surrender my life to you today. I give you everything. And I trust that you are going to be mighty in my life. Fill me with your presence, God. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. It's in your name I pray, amen. So I asked our worship team to play a song with us at this end. Um, it's called Waymaker. And if you guys know this song, you know what I'm talking about, but I want you guys to just hear these words if you've never heard it before and to believe for a miracle. I want you to just think about in your mind what God is telling you to fight for, okay? And as we sing this song, I want you just to surrender it to God and to say, God, I am giving you the need that I have and I am believing for a miracle because you are mighty to save. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. So stand with me and let's worship to this song. Touching every heart. 
Even when I don't see that you're working Even when I can't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working everything. It changes everything. And we are no longer who we used to be because of you coming. Because of your life, because of your sacrifice, because of your love. Jesus, we receive it. And we know that you have things planned for our lives, God. Cause our hearts to believe. Stir up our faith, God, for miracles in this season, Lord Jesus. We surrender to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. <coughs> sorry, sorry. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate you, and I hope uh, you guys have a great rest of your week. Don't buy too much for Christmas. Just saying. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. <laughs>